the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show. Welcome to this Friday edition of The Dan Proft Show. Thank you for ending your week with me. Uh, follow the show at danproftshow.com. You can get podcasts there as you can on uh, Spotify and iTunes for now till I get parlored. And uh, also on social media at Dan Proft and at Dan Proft Show. A remarkable story yesterday uh, from the Capitol. Capitol Police Chief, Capitol building needs permanent wall. The infrastructure uh, around the Capitol needs to be made to include permanent fencing and the availability of ready backup forces in close proximity to the Capitol, according to Capitol Police Chief Yogananda Pittman. Uh, So I just want to understand the position of the uh, D.C. establishment. So no border wall on our southern border, no wall there to stop illegal immigrants, but a wall around the Capitol to keep, quote unquote, illegal Americans out. For more on all of this, we're pleased to be joined by Mark Morgan, former U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner during the Trump administration. Mark, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. It's always curious. I mean, we've had this discussion for years now. It's always curious where um, the uh, political class uh, does desire walls and protection and and where they don't. So uh, for them, yes. And for, you know, the unwashed masses, not so much. Yeah, Dan. You know, so that's why for a long time I've been saying this pure politics is absolutely politics and power being put in front of public safety because not only is clear you what you just represented the hypocrisy about the, the discussion about wall going around the capitol and i tell you before i had to, to move on I, I i wanted to mention that so much but i thought it'd be too pithy while i was still sitting you know as the acting commissioner cbp but now I, i'm freed a little bit to, to comment on that and you're absolutely right dan and let's go back even further let's go back to 2005 six cure fence act when then Senator Biden approved and voted for mm-hmm. the Secure Fence Act that resulted in 650 miles of wall being built, including into the first Obama, then Vice President Biden administration. So the hypocrisy is just unbelievable, and the American people and the voters need to do their homework and understand that hypocrisy. Uh, you also have come out and made some comments recently with respect to Biden administration actions at the southern border, the cancellation of $3 billion, or the really the default of $3 billion worth of contracts for border wall uh construction funding the the vendors that were retained to do the border wall construction um, that may cost American taxpayers some $700 million to get out of those contracts. And uh, also the um, reversal on the remain in Mexico program for those uh, individuals or caravans, depending on the form that they try to to breach our border may uh, uh, try to uh, seek asylum in this country. Yeah, Dan, those are two key critical points. First of all, 
Right now, there's about 27, 30 contractors that are building the wall system right now. For anybody to say that they know exactly how much it's going to cost, they don't understand the system. So the government can cancel contracts called termination for convenience. But what, what they have to do then is enter into a settlement agreement separately, which each one of those 27 to 30 contractors, they have to pay them for performance performed up until that date. They have to pay them for materials they've already uh, purchased or manufactured. There's 270,000 tons of steel ballast that's been manufactured but haven't been installed. They're going to have to pay them for that and get this. Then they're going to have to pay them more money to either destroy it or store it. There's going to be some areas where they dug a trench, put rebar in, and now they're going to have to pay them additional money to pull the rebar out, build the trench back in. So the cost to the taxpayers, and, and they will end up getting nothing, will actually be billions of dollars. And then let's not uh, forget the fact that it's going to cost about 5,000 jobs to stop building the wall system along the southwest border. And then real quick, NPP, you're right, huge. One of the, 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 the most uh, uh, significant policies that the Trump administration gave us to secure our borders, it's what ended catch and release and was uh, instrumental in driving the illegal flow down by 75% by February 2020. And the MPP is that migrant protection protocol. That's the Remain in Mexico program, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right, Dan. And that was the single thing because that was one of the significant loopholes. They knew in the past that if you get to our border, we were going to let you in. You were going to be released into the interior of the United States and never to be heard from again. And at some point, given DACA and then apparently amnesty now. And so the incentives were very strong. But we closed that loophole down. And so now they knew that once they got here, we weren't going to let them into the interior of the United States. They're going to have to wait in Mexico while they go through the due process. That by itself is what was one of the most significant things to end the illegal immigration flow from the uh, Northern Triangle countries, the families in UACs. And now President Biden has taken that away. And what I keep saying is you add in everything else, the amnesty, the expansion of DACA, the stop deportation, the priority of apprehensions, the reduction of bed space for ICE, go on and on and on. But that's not an immigration strategy. That's an open border strategy. And the human smugglers and the cartels and the migrants themselves know, and that's why they're coming. Yeah, speaking of the cartels, there were some reports that the cartels now are sort of staging in Tucson or on the Mexico side of Tucson where there has not been uh, renewed border wall construction. Is, is, that, is that accurate? So, so we're seeing that really all along. So, so the cartels, human smugglers, they always change and adapt their TTPs, their, their techniques, tactics, and procedures that we call it, to really give them the advantage, not us. The wall was one thing that gave uh, put the advantage back on us. We were able to shape their behaviors instead of the other way around. Mm-hmm. Now you've taken a significant tool. So now they have the advantage. So now they're looking all along the southwest border where the weak spots are, where the greatest opportunity to get people across so they can line their bank accounts and exploit the migrants and exploit our loopholes and, and our sovereign nation. That's what we're seeing right now. And you already see the sort of caravans, right? We called it. We anticipated. We knew this was going to happen. And, and don't take my word for it. Listen to the migrants themselves. Quote, President Biden gave us 100 days to get to the U.S. border. Right. Yeah. That's all you need to hear right now. Well, I mean, it's one of those things. Look, uh, you know, we're we're all human beings and we all respond to incentives. And when you when the president of the United States sends out that message that you're you got a hundred day window to get here. I mean, it would just be like, you know, I got a hundred I got uh, this much time to. uh, you know, file my uh, paperwork for student loan. I got this much time to get this benefit or that benefit. Of course, people are going to respond to that. That are looking for that benefit, like coming to this country. Right. If you gave the same thing, say you have 100 days to file paperwork, and your student loans will be forgiven. 
Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. It's going to be scrambling, right, to get that done. And that's exactly right. And that's why when we talk about this, you have to take a look at the totality of what the Biden administration is doing right now, not just one thing. And so so think about it right now. So they're encouraging people to come to the border illegally, cross illegally. Once you get here, you will be released. You won't be detained. You'll be released into the interior United States. You'll be protected from lawful deportation. And once you stay here illegally, you'll be given significant rewards like expansion of DACA, uh, free health care and amnesty. Two, 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 two things on that, because there's so much back and forth about statistics. One of the questions, if you could settle this for us, you know, what percentage of people who are released into this country, you know, pending their asylum hearing actually show up for their hearing? Because the sides argue about how, what percentage that is, if that's a significant problem or if it's not a significant problem. And secondly, is there any background checking that goes on in terms of prior convictions for crimes, violent crimes? before somebody's released into the interior of the country appending their asylum hearing. Yeah, so on the latter, yes, but 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 now because of the White House drift DHS memo that that puts all that into question with respect to the criminal activity. I'll talk about that real quick in a second. But yes, and, and, and the stats, of course, the open border advocates, right, love to twist the stats because there's two different stats, right? There, there's one stat that people show up for their initial hearing, right? And then others will go so some don't even show up for their initial hearing, right? And so they get an order of removal and abstention. There are some that show up for a couple of hearings and then, and then fall off. And then there are some that go through and they'll attend the hearings, get a final order of removal, but what they don't do is honor the removal. So that's why we say, you know, we're, we're anywhere between 85 to 90 percent of those people that go through the entire due process eventually do not honor that. They either simply just don't show up at all are those that do show up and get a final order of removal, they don't honor it and they still stay here illegally, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and then the background checking, uh, why, why that's now in, called into yeah. question? Yeah. Yeah. Because right now, so, so they, they've gone back to the uh, President Obama, Vice President Biden, uh, a priority for ICE on who they can go and, and apprehend. And it's also who they can remove right now. So if you look at the language, it says you have to be convicted of an aggravated felon. That's key, both the word conviction and aggravated felon. So let me give you listeners a quick example. The ICE could, could know that there's a, a known gang member here illegally, and they could know it through other investigative activity, right? So they, they could have a name of somebody, know he's a gang member, and that gang member could be charged with an aggravated felon, but he cannot be removed because he wasn't convicted of an aggravated felon. How is that not outrageous right. in anybody's perspective? Very helpful to uh, elucidate all of these uh, complicated topics. Mark Morgan, former U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner during the Trump administration. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate uh, the help in understanding this. Anytime, Dan. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to talk to the American conservatives, Kurt Mills, about uh, the Senate filibuster. Don't don't uh, be so excited about uh, what Manchin and Cinema had to say this week. And then at the bottom of the hour, CNBC contributor Jim Urio on the Reddit Renegade. Grab a good seat and sharpen your pencils. Class is in session with Professor Dan Proft and the Dan Proft Show.